0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: It may be inevitable, but it doesn't make it any more understandable. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including... The standout wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster. He will join us in just about 10 minutes. You may recall the Steelers game with the Titans was postponed to week seven because of COVID-19 outbreak with Tennessee. We'll get his perspective as a player that's had to sort of go through this, be affected by this. Juju will be with us here in nine minutes. Key Jay-Z with you. Just to get you caught up on the headlines real quick. Number one, the... Pats have had Stefan Gilmore test positive for COVID-19. They're all world defensive player. This uh, coming days after Cam Newton test positive, the Pats played Monday against the Kansas City Chiefs. The entire Chiefs organization took tests today. Every one of those tests came back negative. That's what we know for the moment. So that's the deal with Kansas City and New England. The deal with Tennessee, they thought maybe the worst was behind them. Nope. Two more positive tests today. Their facility was set to reopen today. They were bullish on playing the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, but clearly that is in jeopardy because the facility is not going to reopen and the Oak, uh, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders I'll get used to saying that the Las Vegas Raiders have had one player test positive as well. So, Key, there you go. The Pats affected, the Titans re-affected, the Raiders affected, and obviously anybody who has played those teams has got to be nervous in their facility today.
2: No, you have to be. And, and the only way you're going to get out of the the, the, uh, the weeds is continue to keep testing, right? you got to continue to keep testing, continue to keep testing. and that And this was going to happen. It's not like... We didn't expect it, at least I did, and I think Jay Will expected this to happen because they're not in a confined space. Everybody's just out and about. And, you know, you play the game, you go home, you go to the grocery store, you go to restaurants, you move around, and, and you're exposed. And the exposure is great. And so as you look at it, you, you, if you're like the Kansas City Chiefs, what are you thinking? You just played the New England Patriots. You thought everything was okay because you played the game. Everybody was cleared to get on the plane. You're Stephon Gilmore. You land in Kansas City. You play. You come back to Boston, New England area. Now all of a sudden you test positive. You know, like you mentioned the Tennessee Titans. They figured, oh, we're going back to practice today. This was a week ago. Everything's cool. Everything's all right. Now you have two more. And then you have the Raiders situation. And I'm sure before the end of the day we'll probably have – Maybe some other teams and other players. This thing is not stopping at all. So I guess
3: the question is right now with Tennessee Titans, who are 3-0 and in the AFC South, Like, if you're going to miss two games in a row, how do you start evaluating that as far as games played? I know this is going to be an asymmetrical season, but missing games, like how do you evaluate that as if other teams play more games or records, depending upon opponents that they were supposed to play? I guess that we're going to have to deal with that on the fly as well.
2: It did they postpone the Pittsburgh-Tennessee game to, to week a bye seven. week? It's a, a week that, seven their bye it's a week, week? seven
1: week we We'll have is to check their, on that specifically. Yeah,
2: I, so if, if their bye weeks are open, then they may move teams – and match them up doing those bye weeks that they have to count. So that's and, the only way they're going to do it. Because you know the league ain't going to just all of a sudden get rid of them games. man. One, you know how that goes. Yes.
1: Right? One thing I would just quickly mention, Jay, from a logistical standpoint, they have also discussed this is just one week. We'll have to wait to see what the outbreaks are. There has been discussion about possibly eliminating the bye week before the Super Bowl. So that could get them one week back if they wanted to push everything back. And instead of having the bye week before the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl will go off without that one week break in there so that's something to keep in mind too that would just help in terms of a handful of days but it could be on the docket
3: here's what's going to make it arduous for the nfl it, you're going to get random flares so yeah you have to isolate randomly individuals that catch this but you know relate to contact tracing by the time you put all that information into flow like if you're still trying to push forward and play you're always going to potentially subject another team to the randomness of it i, I guess look You're gonna, the NFL has already made it clear that they are going to push through, right? They made that known. I guess now it is handling all these different flare ups on the fly and the byproducts of what happens with these teams that they affects them from not playing or playing.
1: Jay, you made the best point of all that people have to start really thinking about. And you you kind of mentioned it on the front end, which is the Kansas City Chiefs who have tested negative at this particular moment. They had tests this morning and right now everybody's come back negative. It's Pretty obviously the biggest star in the NFL, the face of the league right now. They just played a team. That was stricken with two guys with the coronavirus, Gilmore slash Newton, and now they are playing a team in the Las Vegas Raiders. So Jay, that's a great point. Bookending playing teams before and coming this Sunday that have both had positive tests.
3: It's not a good situation to be in. And, and, and key, I agree with you that I'm sure the Chiefs will be locking step with the league and kind of parallel, you know, keep up to date and do their due diligence on who else is testing, how are they testing. Just the randomness of it has to make you extremely nervous, especially for a team that wants to win a Super Bowl. Obviously, they don't want to miss games. No team wants to miss games. But if you're sandwiched in between, and Stephon Gilmore, like you explained, okay, did he have it when we played? Now we're playing a team. Who else potentially has it on this team that we're about to play? And the Raiders, who, is, who has this player been
2: around? We don't know who the player is yet. A lot of questions. It's so interesting because this is the second week outside of – uh, playing the actual game that the Kansas City Chiefs have to alter what they do mm-hmm. in terms of preparation. First time around, it was, oh, well, Cam Newton, so we got to figure out what the scheme is now with Jared Stenham and Horrier. We're going to do this. Now they have to alter what they're going to do with the Raiders because one of their players has contracted the positive cast. And so it's like, okay, so what do we do? Oh, do we still game plan the same way? Or are we going to are they coming to play us? Are we having off days? It, it, all those sort of things are still in the works. It's that's a great question.
3: Point. I saw the NFL's protocol. We had it up on the screen. And one of the things it said is ban, ban gatherings outside of practice facilities and things of that sort. How do you control well,
2: that? Well, you, meaning like – How do you mandate that, though? But, they, but that's why they got fined because Waller had the well, celebrity event. I get you
3: on events, right? But –
2: but that's considered the gathering, though, right?
3: No, I understand you that. Shouldn't, they're but,
2: saying that you shouldn't even do things like that. Well, other
3: gatherings? So when I, when I would watch the Braves play, right, down in Atlanta, like there's no fans inside their stadium, but outside the stadium, they had gatherings of people that came together to watch no, the game. No, but I
2: think this is protocols for the players and staff in the NFL.
3: I, I understand. That's all, all I guess I'm asking you is if you're with your family, you decide to go to the park.
2: Well, they're right? saying don't. <laughs>
3: I, I know, but like a lot of things, you're not supposed to do, right? But there are things that you're like, right, well, I want to go but spend some time. They want you to be,
2: my- they want you to be responsible and not do those things. They're just saying to take the the, the measures to not. Okay, I don't think you're getting my point. I, I guess
3: I'm asking you, how do you follow that? How do you track all that? So you, if I decide to go to a park with my family, I hang out with my family, and there's 20 other families around, our kids are interacting me at a soccer game. Is that a gathering? Hey, can I? I can contract COVID from that. So I I know you're saying to be responsible. They they, they
2: want you to be responsible. I know, but that's what I'm saying.
3: saying, Define responsibility. Like you, you going to have dinner outside of a restaurant? Are you allowed to do that? Is that a gathering? If there's ten other tables around, how do you mandate
2: that? How do you? How do you do that? I, I think it. I think when we start trying to dive into it too deep, I think restaurants is not considered to the NFL a gathering because you're six feet apart. It's a small table. It's Are a you small six group. feet apart at restaurants? I, I don't know. Man, I don't have a no, that, measure. That, that's, I'm just a, saying. Uh, you're in their trying mind, to justify. That. I'm just I'm asking saying that's questions. That's the way they're thinking, opposed to what went on with the Las Vegas Raiders. They don't want that. They don't I, want that part of
3: it. I, I understand that. It's just you know we live in this world. Obviously, everything gets. You know, put out on social media. If that doesn't come out on social media, we never know about it. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that don't come out on social media because they're everyday things that we typically do in our lives that we don't. Register to not think about, hey, should I not be doing this? Should I be doing this? It just puts every player in that predicament moving forward when we don't have a well, bubble. They, and I know when, it's
2: they, when they not, when they not in a bubble, people going to do things. They're human. There's no question about it. The league is smart enough to know that guys are going to go eat. Guys are going to go out. They're going to go watch games or whatever they're doing. They're going to go over to their friend's house. That That's just what it is.
3: It two just quick. seems like it makes it such an arduous task.
1: You're right. You're right. On a day-to-day basis, hour-by-hour basis, two quick points. The NFL is also using video monitoring, essentially, not just on the field to see if the coach has the mask down by the chin. They want facility footage of guys walking in the hallways, walking to the training room, walking to the calf, walking into the facility, walking out of the facility. And a lot of that is because a lot of people in the league don't believe the players are taking this seriously. Now, we've got this from Diana Russini. Here we go. Defensive tackle Maurice Hurst was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list Tuesday. He is the Raiders player who tested positive for the virus, a source telling Diana Russini and key. You covered the NFL draft. You know, the background of some of these players as they entered the league. And there is something very notable here about Maurice Hurst. We should know.
2: Yeah. He had a, an underlying heart condition when he was at the university of Michigan. I think he, it, it was uh, from an EKG his freshman year. So You know, I don't know where it's at now, but back then it was there. And that was one of the reasons and questions during the draft process of his medical. And so now that's something to think about.
1: Pre-existing condition, Jay.
2: Did he fall in the draft due to that condition? I I think he slipped a little bit because of that. Dominant player at Michigan. Should have went
1: higher. So Gilmore for the Pats, Newton for the Pats, 20-plus members of the Titans, nobody yet from the Chiefs, one member of the Raiders. That's the summation. Here is ESPN Pats reporter Mike Reese on why the Pats were very cautious here because you sometimes can't rely on the testing.
4: My understanding is that they've been doing these rapid tests and they had the first indication on a rapid test. This is my understanding of it, that there was a positive. But sometimes those tests are viewed as not necessarily as reliable as the, the test that they send away to a lab. And so they, wanted, they had an indication, I believe, yesterday, but they wanted to make sure that it wasn't a false positive because as we've seen around the league, there have been some situations with rapid tests with false positives. So they waited until the test that they sent to the lab came back. And that's when they um, learned more definitively of the positive result.
1: So that's the logic there from the Pats, courtesy of our Mike Reese ESPN Pats reporter. We mentioned we were going to be joined on the Shell Pennzoil performance line by Juju Smith-Schuster, an outstanding wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, off to a brilliant start. In his young career and he joins us this morning. Juju, I guess the first thing I want to ask is you've been personally affected because the Steelers game with the Titans has been postponed, moved to week seven. And now you have a rash of news today with Stefan Gilmore and Maurice Hurst and more for the Titans as a player, somebody that's directly affected by what's going on in the league and all these tests. What are your thoughts on this?
5: Oh uh, man, it's it's tough, man. Um, obviously, with, you know we had a meeting today, and our head coach, you know, talked about you know being grown and being professional, uh, just doing the protocol. You know, uh, you know people who are not uh, non-football players have to show uh, your you know your lanyard with your uh, COVID device in there, just showing proof that if it's beeping red, you know, six feet away, um, you know, less chairs, and uh, it's very interesting. Um, it's, it's crazy that around you know. Our bye week was week seven. Now it's week four, and it was uncalled for. Now we have 13 games straight, and it's like, uh, you know, the Titans are still testing positive. You know, do they play this week, uh, their game week? You know, we play in week seven. Um, how's it going to work if the Patriots are still going to be playing? Uh, so it's, it's, it's a lot of things, you know. Um, is this, you know, is our season going to be pushed back into February, you know, March? Uh, is it going to be longer this year? So, uh, you know, as a player, you know, for us, um, and as our team, you know, we're just doing a protocol, you know, doing everything that's right. Um, I, I believe the NFL has, you know, uh, video cameras on all teams, you know, making sure everyone's wearing their mask, doing the protocol stuff. So uh, everything is basically being held to standard, being more professional.
2: What's up, Trojan? What up? Fight on, baby. Man, fight on for sure. How would you feel about a uh, a bubble if they decided to come back in the next, I don't know, weeks or so and say, you know what, we're getting ready to put everybody – in a bubble so we don't even have to worry about this?
5: I think that would be interesting. The, 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 I think the biggest, you know, problem with the bubble is that, like, where's the location going to be? Um, you're hosting 32 teams. Uh, you're talking about uh, hotels, practice squad, um, players, you know, obviously being around each other and stuff like that, nobody being allowed in uh, the uh, the perimeter of, of the, the bubble. So uh, I wouldn't mind it. Um, I mean, as long as we get in games, as long as we can play and uh, – you know, like I said, you know, give, you know, the fans what they want.
3: Juju, uh, this weekend it says 5,500 fans will now be allowed in the stands for your game. What will it be like to see fans actually back in the stands again?
5: Uh, it's going to be fun, man. I think it going be super exciting. Um, it's, they're probably going to be spread out, obviously. Uh, you know, 5,500 and uh, 68,000, you know, seating uh, stadiums. It's going to be a lot different, but, you know, it's better to have people there than to have nobody there. So it's really cool to, uh, that, you know, our governor's on that.
2: Let me ask you this, Juju. Last year, obviously, you, everything was chaotic with the Pittsburgh Steelers from the Antonio Brown situation to Big Ben getting hurt to just everything, trying to make a late comeback surge to get into the playoffs. Now that you got Big Ben back, do you feel like – that you are back to the juju of old?
5: Um, you know, most definitely. I think, I think, you know, not just including myself, but I think our whole team, you know, we have that motion and that feeling of, you know, we're a lot smoother and, you know, like, this is, this is a team that, you know, the people know who the stillers are. Um, I do feel confident, you know, when you have a quarterback uh, uh, like that who can make plays for you. Um, and I'm pretty sure you, you could understand that situation, you know, uh, you know, last year was tough, you know, uh, obviously playing, you know, without Ben and having a couple of injuries and me even me dealing with injuries that, you know, being out for a period, a period of time, uh, you know, this year, you know, everyone's healthy, everyone's good. You know, we're going to, uh, you know, week five, and you know, we're, we're, we're undefeated. So um, I can't complain, you know, our defense are doing their thing. So, uh, you know, we're off to a good start. I think that having Ben back is great for all of us.
3: Juju, G- 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 tell me about your defense, T.J. Wild and company. Do you guys have the best defense in the NFL?
5: Uh, most definitely. I do believe that. I think we have guys all the way around. Uh, I mean, I don't I mean, we I don't know how many first-rounders we have on defense, but I think we have, like, 10, maybe. So, I mean, I mean those guys are just making plays, and that's why we drafted them.
2: Juju, when you look around the league, there's a number of young quarterbacks, and there's a number of old guys. Old guy being Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> young guy being Sam Darnold. You play with Sam at USC, and... Here in New York, he's kind of been under a little bit of heat here and a there. A little bit. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. a little bit. I'm trying to soften yes. it up a little bit. Um, people uh, are kind of, you know, not happy with him at the quarterback spot, so to speak. You endorsed him as a future quarterback, possibly for the Pittsburgh Steelers, when Ben Roethlisberger retires. Um, do you think that that could possibly happen? Do you think that that's a, a, a something for real in sight?
5: Um, I'm sorry, Sam Hero was yelling. We, we, who, what quarterback were you guys talking about? Sam, man, where are your ears at? <laughs> nah, sorry. Nah, like I taught you better than that. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. nah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I think Sam Darn is a great player. You know, I played with him in college. So um, he's not a guy that, I, you know, I'm not going to throw nobody's name out there. I mean, he's a guy that I've seen play, you know, before. And obviously, you see, him, you see him do, you know, Thursday night. A guy who can run the ball, who's mobile, who can throw the ball and run. Uh, get out of the pocket and also send the mm-hmm. pocket, uh, and uh, you know Ben. I think Ben, you know Ben's a great, a great player. You know I, I love Ben. You know if I if Ben can play for ten more years for my career, I will, I will J- gladly take that. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, you know obviously I want the best. You know, you know for myself, my teammates, and everybody else. So I mean, if there's a future out there to to play, to play with Sam one day, I mean I wouldn't mind it.
2: Juju,
3: I have to do this because this is what we do at ESPN. He, rank me your top five wide receivers in the NFL. You're allowed to use yourself in this category if you would like.
5: Top 5 wide receivers. Uh do I have to put in an order or no I can say no, whatever you want. Uh Devante, Devante Adams um I'm putting uh put Obi Jana, Julio Jones, uh Michael Thomas
2: and
5: Tyreek Hill. Wow. All Those right. are my top 5.
2: Did you did you did you miss D Hop?
5: Oh, I did miss, miss D Hop. I have so many great yeah, players. That's
3: why I say you only get five, man. <laughs> top six, top six. Hey. No, this isn't Keys' rankings. No arbitrary numbers. <laughs> <laughs> only five. So y'all can get anybody. Y'all can say anybody. But, oh, you miss Julio? Oh, you miss?
2: No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, because see, I'm a, I'm going. DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, uh, Julio Jones. Um, who am I missing there? He Michael Thomas. Adams, the, I'm Devontae
3: Adams, OBJ. Devonte
2: Adams. OBJ is cool, but his circumstances is such that I don't know from week to week what it might be. Jarvis? Landry? <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Jarvis is good, but he ain't top five. All right. Juju. I, I think I he put his name in there. I said, Go yeah. Ahead.
1: Yeah, Juju going to eat. He going to eat. Juju, I got to tell you, it'll be, a little, it'll be a little unprecedented to have you know 5,500 fans. Like you said, with the Eagles coming to town, this is obviously a big game for you guys. Probably a huge game for them could potentially save their season. They've been struggling, as you know, on the other side of the state. Really appreciate your perspective this morning and have fun out there in front of those 5,500 fans. Probably about 65,000 less than normal, but what is normal in 2020? Thank you, Juju. Thank
5: you, Juju. No uh, problem. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a All great day. Right, on.
1: Thanks, man. All right. So he essentially said it would be interesting. He didn't think a bubble was logistically possible, and I think he made some good points. But I
2: think people went with it. okay, so the bubble to me, mm-hmm. if I if 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 I'm putting the bubble together, I'm not putting it together in Orlando like basketball. I'm staying within the city in which those teams are. I'm staying in Boston or or Foxboro. I'm staying in New Jersey. I'm staying in Mill or, or Green Bay and I'm isolating in that hotel that can hold our staff and our team and whoever else we need, and that's it. And then when we go to practice, we get on the bus. We come back from practice, we're on the bus. That's the bubble I'm talking about. I'm not talking about 32 teams in one location because you fly charter. Your planes are going to be cleaned, sterilized to a max. Everything will be – you know, that's what I'm saying. I think people keep saying bubble. They're thinking – NBA WNBA bubble and I'm not I'm thinking you know what I'm saying Jay I'm thinking right there in that city in that location because the majority of practice facilities are in the suburbs they're not in cities they're like out in isolated locations so there's plenty of hotels in those isolated locations that can house all those players and staff but again you're taking them away from their families for an extended period of time.
1: We'll see what happens. Obviously, this is a week-to-week, minute-by-minute situation still to come. Wait a minute. What did the Washington football team just do regarding their quarterback situation? Uh That is on the Mm -hmm. way.
0: DeSean Will Tubin, the podcast. It's
1: a pleasure to be joined this morning by Dave Jacoby. You hear him on Jalen and Jacoby weekdays to Eastern on ESPN. And for exclusive content, I want to mention this. If you can't get enough Jalen and Jacoby, the podcast has exclusive content you're not seeing on television. So if you love the
3: fellas, it's exclusive. All right. Yeah. I love it.
1: (laughs) Make sure you check it out on television and obviously download it anywhere you get podcasts. It is a tremendous listen. And you join us this morning on the uh, in studio. Keyshawn is on get up at the moment. So if you want to get keys thoughts on the NFL, he's over on ESPN, but it's great to have Dave with us. Want to start with a little NFL, get you right into it, put you right into the hot seat the Washington football team getting set to play the Los Angeles Rams this weekend making a change at quarterback Dwayne Haskins who has struggled and has not gotten support publicly or privately from first-year head coach Ron Rivera is moving to Kyle Allen if that name is familiar Allen played well out of the gate for Rivera last year when Rivera was in his final year in Carolina what do you think about that
0: I think that you put it really well he played well out of the gate because when Kyle Allen took the reins for Carolina I remember watching game I believe it was against the Packers I'm not positive I remember saying to myself wow, look at the ball come off his hands. Look at this. He's scoring touchdowns against tough defenses. And then in when he continued to be the starting quarterback for the Panthers, it all kind of fell apart. And I think this says a lot more about Dwayne Haskins than it does Kyle Allen because this is sort of the second regime that has you know kicked the tires on Dwayne Haskins and decided that he might not be the quarterback of the future.
3: Look, it's okay to say you're not sure if Dwayne Haskins is it. And, and Zuba, we've had this debate multiple times. Like, I'm not into this whole white glove, treat him like he's all delicate, Go out and take the job. If you want it, go out and take it. Don't have the worst QBR in the NFL. He has the worst QBR in the NFL. All right, He's thrown for four TDs, three INTs. I understand that their offensive line struggled. He's gotten sacked a lot. But still, it's your job to go take. Kyle Allen, if you can prove you want the job, go take it. But right now, for where they are, I know they're second place. Well, I think they're second place in the NFC East.
0: Does it count? Does it count Does it the really NFC count? East? Is there a first, a second,
3: <laughs> know, third, I, fourth place in that conference? Second of worst of being last. I mean, it's the same thing, but... I, just go get it. I'm, hoping, I'm down for it.
1: Let's talk about the other huge story in the NFL this morning. If you just heard in our Sports update, or if you're just joining us, Stephon Gilmore, superstar cornerback for the Pats, the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year, the reigning Defensive Player of the Year, stricken with coronavirus. Cam is getting over it. The Chiefs have all tested negative. They just played the Pats. The Raiders have a positive test. The Titans have two more positive tests. Where are we going here?
0: This NFL season feels like a boat to me. Right, It just sort of feels like a boat. You're in a boat, everything's cool, and there's a little hole in the boat. Oh, you know, some some Titans tested positive. All right, we'll plug that hole, we'll reschedule that game. Oh, we got another hole in the boat. Cam Newton tested positive. All right, we'll put that on Monday, but it's starting to feel like there's a a couple more holes in the boat that we might have to restructure the foundation of the boat. I've stretched this analogy way too far, (laughs) but it is to say that it feels like if this continues to pop up on different teams and different coasts and different groups that they might have to have a meeting. They might have to shut down for a couple of weeks and really figure out a way that they can continue this. So it's scalable. It doesn't feel scalable in this moment.
3: The only problem is that you're, you're if you do shut down, which, you know, look, DJ, they might have to do that, but if you're going to do that in the winter, that's when this stuff is going to be at its worst, right? I mean, who knows what the data supports anymore, but you have to consider people being indoors more than ever. Right? Being cold weather, you're not doing a lot of things outside, and that just puts people at a higher risk.
1: Yeah. One other thing we should mention now, this is really interesting. Just to go back to Haskins for a second because the news is coming fast and furious. I want to keep everybody that's listening anywhere you are, smart speakers in your car, sitting at work, Zoom, whatever you got. How about this, Dave, and how about this, Jay? The number one quarterback is going to be Kyle Allen. He is going to supplant Dwayne Haskins against the Rams for the Washington football team. His association with Rivera is clear, having been together in Carolina. The number two quarterback for the Washington football team is going to be Alex Smith. Wow. Coming off 18 surgeries, almost lost his leg, could have lost his life. So they announced that. They have announced Mm. that. Um, they've announced that officially. So Haskins will be the third quarterback and that would lead you to believe that if in any case, Kyle Allen would have to come off the field, a guy that some people thought would never get back on the field and Alex Smith would be next man up as they say.
0: That's pretty surprising. Yes. That's very surprising. I mean, I have no idea what's happening in that locker room, but there's some, if you're Dwayne Haskins and you go from not just the starting quarterback, but to the third, right. You're, you're on the phone with your agent. Jay, as, a, as an athlete, you're, how quickly did he call his agent after that conversation? Two days
3: ago. Two days ago. And look, everything that you heard Chase Young talk about him is Dwayne Haskins is coming back. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be the leader of our team. It just puts everything in jeopardy. But can I tell you this? I get so worried every time I hear the name Alex Smith. Just mm. knowing what he's been through, knowing that it takes one wrong hit, Jacoby. Like, one wrong hit for all the things he's battled through. Like, I... I want to see him win. I think him being back on a roster is a win. I don't know if I want to see him on the field with the physicality associated around the NFL.
0: Well, I, I disagree, actually. Yeah. I, I feel like if you put the pads on it, you go through the training camp, and you go through the re, the rehab, okay. you're there to play. You know, he's not a coach. He's a quarterback. And I feel like if he is truly back and he's been cleared medically, he's going to give it a shot. And again, in the in the terrible instance in which something bad happens, we won't see him again. I know. Point. That's that's why I get worried. Yeah. The latter part is why I get worried.
1: Hundred percent. You could not have said that better. By the way, Kyle Allen, this is crazy. I mean, you think the Browns have quarterback turnover. Kyle Allen is gonna be the seventh starting quarterback since twenty eighteen. For the Washington, this is two years, seventh wow. starting quarterback Gross. in two years. As you may know, we've asked Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation on Twitter, on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, if the NFC East, home of the Washington football team, with a combined record, a triumphant record of 3-12-1, that's right, four teams, three wins a quarter way through the season, do they deserve to host a playoff game? As we know, the playoff field will be expanded, but if you're a division winner, you do get that luxury. Should that be the case if a division is this terrible and putrid? 74% of our fans on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, an emphatic no, including, I, I just love sometimes whipping out these uh, these uh, Twitter names, whip52454724. That sounds like a John play yeah, call. That's my guy. You yeah, know yeah, him. A lot, a lot of numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whip, thanks Great for uh, checking in. He just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and uh, didn't give any uh, random uh, combination of numbers. He just used some words here. No losing team deserves to host a Agreed. playoff game. Jay's on board. You on board. Well,
0: let's reserve judgment for a
1: second. Okay. Are we sure the Eagles and the
0: Cowboys are going to be losing teams at the end of the season? Like, are we sure about that? They we've do seen, have to play well, each other. So, yes, right? that's a good point. Someone's go, Well, they, the Eagles have shown a propensity to tie games. So I was going to say someone has to win, but someone has to win or tie, I suppose. Right. But I, just, I think that four games into the season, we've seen teams turn it around before. Oh, and four teams have made the playoffs. Yes, I've seen it happen before. Now, if they are truly losing team, they should not host a playoff game. But also, what is hosting a, what is hosting a game now with no fans anyway?
3: I, I, I don't think – if you look at the Cowboys' schedule, they're playing the Giants next. Okay, we haven't won a game yet. We've right. thrown for three touchdowns in 14 quarters. Probably not going to beat the Cowboys. The Cardinals, it seems like they're unraveling to a degree. The Washington football team, the Eagles could be a game. Steelers, that would be a game. Vikings, we know the Vikings are. Washington football team, Ravens will be a game. Bengals game, 49ers, they're still depleted. Eagles and then Giants again. I do think that the Washington Cow—not uh, the Washington Cowboys—the Dallas Cowboys will have a winning record when it's all said and done. But if it does continue to trend in a car wreck style in conversation, then that, that's what frustrates me, Jacoby. It is about that, like. If it, if it ends up being a major car accident and you're talking about the worst of the worst, I don't like to reward teams with losing records. I'd rather go to a division like the AFC North and say, I, I know it's the AFC and it's not an NFC, but let's rank the
0: top teams with the best records and let that dictate whether you have home field advantage or not. Of course, of course. And, and also, when you look at that Dallas Cowboy team, You say, you know what? God, Dak has been throwing for so many yards. The offense looks great. All I have to do is make some tweaks in defense, and they could really turn this around. But You also have to remember, the one win they have is because of an on kick. Like, an amazing on Like, probably against the, the Falcons. The greatest on kick I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that's their one win. So this could go either way for this Cowboy team and the whole division, frankly. I got to tell you, you are sweating perfectly. I know. Right now. I like the studio. What is going I on? I like my studio, the Jalen Jacobs Studio, to be 67 degrees. It's very hot in here. It's,
2: it's a lot it's of very sweat. It's very hot in here. Jesus, Jesus, it's for the summer. I'm off uncomfortable. The face. I, I saw
0: myself on the screen. I was like, I'm shiny. This is- You, you know what it is? It's Zubin. Makeup Zubin makes me nervous. You know what I mean? Zubin makes <laughs> we me nervous. Need more it is. I don't Zubin know what's happening. This it's is such a vote. big
1: spot, you know? <laughs> Dave Jacoby from Jalen and Jacoby here in this big spot, joining us in the studio, giving us the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We'll get you out of here on this. NFL playoff bubble. Would you be for it? Logistically
0: very difficult. If they could get the sort of the X's nose together, yes, I would be for it. Absolutely. I think they kind of have to, let's be honest.
3: I need to ask our fans a Twitter poll question. Who sweats more, Patrick Ewing or
0: David Jacobi? I'm the sweatiest like, man. When I go to play pickup basketball, him a wristband. I bring three T-shirts. I bring three T-shirts when I play pickup basketball. Pat this down.
1: Ewing at the free throw line was something. <laughs> that, was is so something. Yeah. that is so- fair enough. This is still to come sweating like sean miller one of ewing's hang on keeps coming you gotta disinfect oh, this nothing. whole area i don't know <laughs> still to come now i'm self-conscious it's the closest you and i the closest you and i will ever get to michael jordan you can get to within an arm's length we'll tell you about it next throw this man a towel
0: i'm gonna take a shower Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Before we let you go, on Get Up, Mike Greenberg's television show over on ESPN, they just announced the new Last Dance Blu-ray gift set that's going to be available to own beginning November 10th That, of course, the great 10-part series chronicling Michael Jordan's championship last Bulls team. If you're watching us this morning on ESPN News, Keyshawn's got the box set. And he's holding it. Vanna Black. Yeah. You, right there. And <laughs> yes. Vanna Black. I almost feel like it we be Drew Carey here. The Price is Right. He's just, uh, he's got the, you can't go over. You know, you cannot go over on the Showcase Showdown. The only thing that's cooler, that we would be able to get one of those to you and you can get it first. And that's what, exactly what we're going to do. Get it in your hands. You know all about The Last Dance, the award-winning outstanding documentary, nonfiction series this year. Blu-ray gift set also includes, get this, not just the 10 hours, but over four hours of bonus features, special packaging, and a 28-page gallery book with stunning photography. It's going to be released just in time for the holidays. If you know a Michael Jordan fan, there's millions of them out there. The limited-time Blu-ray set makes the perfect gift for the basketball fanatic in your life. Well, now you can enter for your chance to win. Here's the deal. In just a minute, we're going to send out a tweet from the key J&Z Twitter handle, And all you got to do is retweet that post and make sure you're following Key J and Z. Make sure you're following ESPN Radio on Twitter and include the hashtag TheLastDanceRadioSweeps. Once again, that's hashtag TheLastDanceRadioSweeps following our Twitter feed and ESPN Radio's Twitter feed. You have until the end of tomorrow's show to do that for your chance to win. All you got to do is retweet it. Hashtag TheLastDanceRadioSweeps. Radio Sweeps. One more time, the last dance radio sweeps. Here we go. We're gonna send out the tweet here in moments, and officially it is out there. One more time, retweet that post and tag us, key J and Z, tag ESPN radio, and include the hashtag, <laughs> the most important part, the last dance radio sweeps. Again, you have until the end of tomorrow's show, exactly nine fifty-nine. And 59 seconds Eastern. We're breaking it down to the second for your chance to win that last dance Blu-ray gift set to check out complete rules. Go to espnradio.com or the listen tab of ESPN for complete contest rules. There is some exclusive never seen before footage, including an interview Zubin, with what Michael. What was that hashtag again? The hashtag is the last dance radio sweeps Okay, just to make sure to get Thanks. it in there. Make sure we get it in there. Never before seen footage. Stu Scott, the late great Stu Scott, sits down with Michael Jordan for an interview 22 years ago. It's never been seen on television. Mm. That will be a part of this. We've got SportsCenter's Scott Van Pelt sitting down with a roundtable to talk about everything we saw in that. Get some expert analysis and commentary, and we'll have Jalen and Jacoby. Jacoby just joined us, will it and be he will have an interview. <laughs> He's going to take. Hey, it, I've I never care. seen <laughs> that footage before. And he'll—they'll have an interview. Jalen and Jacoby will with Jason here. He's actually the director of the Last Dance. You may have seen him uh, appearing on Monday mornings all throughout ESPN platforms after that amazing series aired every Sunday night earlier this year. So once again, tongue planted firmly in cheek, but totally serious. Cause this is big time. The last dance radio sweep hashtag the last dance radio sweep. You've got until about this time tomorrow to get it in key J and Z and at ESPN radio. Good luck for the Michael Jordan fan in your family. This would be an amazing game.
3: I am so curious about how much footage that they cut. Just uh, a lot.
2: Hours, hours. Well, I, hours I know. Well, I just, I'm
3: just saying from a guy that spent time, playing in that organization that spent a lot of time with Jerry Krause. Spent a lot of time, you know, before he passed, rest in peace. Uh, Spent a lot of time with Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner. Understanding, knowing who Phil Jackson is a little bit. uh, Interesting to see what actually comes out in that unreleased footage.
1: And we've got it for you 24 hours from now. Get on there, hashtag it, and how you have an opportunity to win. Like I said, for a Michael Jordan fan, what could be better? We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I want to present key with an interesting scenario, what do you got? Yeah, want will
3: tweet
2: at it. Yeah, yeah you, can sure. it. You, you can
1: absolutely do it. You can absolutely do
3: it. Don't answer the question, Zubin. Do you remember the hashtag? He only said it thirty thousand times.
2: I really wasn't listening. The last <laughs> see, dance <it's> radio a- <laughs> sweeps. The last dance on, radio kid. sweeps. Come on, for, come on, for- for- man, He said it thirty times. I was. Well, he was saying a lot. He was. <laughs> he went for about four minutes. <laughs> I was like, damn, you're really
1: selling it. It must really be good. Well, I mean, it's pretty good, right? You no, saw right. no, The no, Last No, no, of dance. course,
2: The Last Dance. I've been watching it. But I mean, right. I mean, in terms of the, the extra footage, I didn't see any of that. So right. I'm sure that stuff is going to be intense and good.
1: And somebody will grab it. Somebody has an opportunity. So just make sure you got the hashtag and you've got about 24 hours to do it. Okay, listen, while you were on Get Up, we had some interesting news break from the Washington football team that not only are they benching Dwayne Haskins and elevating Kyle Allen, who has a relationship with Coach Rivera from when they were together in Carolina, but maybe they tried
2: that. That didn't work out. Yes, it started well, didn't Uh end well, that's
1: for sure. But the more intriguing news key is that Alex Smith is being elevated to the number two position ahead of Dwayne Haskins for those that, of course, need to recall Alex Smith. Possibly had his leg amputated, could have lost his life, suffered 18 injuries after one of the most grotesque injuries we've ever seen on a National Football League field. So he now, amazingly, after all of this key, thought he would never play again, might not live. This dude is one snap away. They're playing the Los Angeles Rams.
2: But you know what this smells like to me? What? It smells like preparation, lack thereof by Dwayne Haskins. Mm. That's what it smells like. When you go from one to three, and typically teams don't activate three quarterbacks. They right. usually only activate two for game the game day. day. Yep. Um, that's what it smells like. It smells like a lack of preparation that they were not very happy at because he wasn't underperforming to the to the degree of benching for this type of team. He was underperforming based on what they thought he was at the 15th pick. And with a new head coach and, and a new offensive coordinator in Turner that you kind of – give him a little leeway to get it done and get it together. This sounds like that they're looking at film and they didn't think he was prepared and he wasn't being a veteran, being a quarterback in which they thought he should be in terms of in the classroom. He was almost like still thinking he was at Ohio State or in college. That's what it sounds like to me. Now it just oct- totally sounds like that to me.
3: October 3rd, Adam Schefter wrote an article that said Ron Rivera told Dwayne Haskins his play must improve or QB risk being benched, right? So everything that I've seen from Robert Rivera is that he's always been reasonable. Key, well, it's not seen? his
2: guy. It's not his guy. Sky. New yeah. guy
3: organization. Yeah. Let's see what he can offer. But it's okay. the owner's guy.
2: And, but it's still early too. That's the thing. We're only four games into a new head coach's stint with the Washington Football Team. So it's like, what is he? What has he done wrong, warranting to be benched this early when he's this young for Kyle Allen? I, and, if this team was headed in the right direction and you, they said, we got a shot, I can understand that. But maybe in this division they feel like they can win the division because the division is poor. Maybe they say, well, we can insert so – we can win. We we want to win the division. Maybe that's it, opposed this, this, to building onto something. This
3: is where I don't want to speculate because I'm not spending time in those rooms, but I'm with you, kid. There feels like there's something a little bit deeper there. And if that revolves around preparation or other things, that would probably be the one thing that would make them go from Uh, uh, one to three.
2: What happens with quarterbacks, if they don't prepare, they look bad. And and, they're not putting people in the right position, you know, and they're not understanding what they're being told by the coaches. So coaches tend to get frustrated and say, you know what, I, I can't keep wasting my time with someone that's not getting the information that I'm giving them. I know I'm giving it to you, right? You're not processing it when you get to the field. So therefore, we got open receivers. You're not making the necessarily uh, adjustments when people are starting to blitz you. You're doing things wrong. So I'd rather put you down and let somebody else take that spot. That's what it sounds like.
1: Two quick points. Remember on draft night when Daniel Jones was selected by the New York Giants, Dwayne Haskins thought he certainly should have went ahead of Daniel Jones. You saw him on national TV sitting at his draft party, smirking, eye rolling. It just wasn't a good look at the beginning. And secondarily, Gruden last year when Jay Gruden was there, clearly it wasn't his guy. Gruden's trying to save his job. You don't save your job with a young quarterback. So you understand the dissension there. But with a first-year head coach and a guy the owner clearly wants to win the job and have the job. This is very concerning news. No when question we're talking about, about it.
2: Second-year quarterback. He's not even like a fifth-year quarterback. Second year. Yeah.
1: Not bullish though. Alex Smith could be one snap away. More news throughout the day on the COVID tests.
2: Thanks
0: for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays
2: at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.